Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. Real short opening scripture this morning, um, Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. You can be seated. So as I looked, when I, as I thought about this open scripture, I was like, okay, living sacrifice, living, real simple, not dead, right? Not struck down, not completely destroyed, but living and sacrifice, living, when you put it together, living sacrifice, the sacrifice part is not by the lack of, not by slaughtering, um, but by surrendering ourselves to God, giving up our personal desires in order to serve him. We are alive and we are dedicated, holy, separated for the king, by the king. We give ourselves away to him and to be used by him. And, I was, and uh, as I continue with that service, your reasonable service. Yeah. Can you count the times he has brought you through a situation? Can you put a price on what he's really done for you? And then I started thinking about like, well, for me, did he overpay? I can tell you I wasn't worth the cost, but he determined that I was. He determined, he decided that I was worth the cost. And since we, since we and I, since we are redeemed at a cost, it's only reasonable that we make ourselves available for his service. As we, as we get so, you know, we're, today is Palm Sunday, and you know, you think about that time, in the, um, in the time, that time in the Bible, Jesus riding in on a donkey, riding into Jerusalem, we are a week away from what he determined to be, that moment when he said, yes, you're worth it. No, no matter, what you do in your life, until you make the decision to serve me, you're worth it. I'm, gonna, I'm going to die for those sins. And I was like, um, it's, like it's, it's amazing when you think about, he knew what he was going to that, to Jerusalem for. And the people are, you know, they know the, they know the scripture, that they know that he is, he is to be their king. He knows that, you know, they're saying, Hosanna, to the son of David. So what they're looking for is someone that's going to, they're thinking about the person that's going to lift their oppression for the Romans. And, he, and the whole time Jesus knows, no, no, I'm not, I'm not here to save you from the Romans. I'm here to save y'all from your sin. I'm here to save you from yourself. Right? right? And <laughs> talking to Brother Solomon this morning and um, listening to something he's saying, it gave me, it gave me a, the thought about Palm Sunday and what he really paid. The, the sad part is the debt that he, that he took on, the debt that I owe him, me, most people wait until the later side of their life to repay that debt. Most people, like, you know, we, as we get older and we live life and we, we have our remorse and our regrets, that remorse, that regret, you look at it in terms of interest, now the interest is so high that I don't, sometimes I don't feel like I ever repay him. 
I can't do enough. It's like, <laughs> the interest has gotten so high because I waited so long to get to this point. And it's just like those people that were, that were welcoming Jesus in, thinking that he was going to save them from the Romans and their oppression. People get to the end of their life and they want to commit to God because they're looking at it like, I can see where, all right, this thing is coming to an end. I'm coming up to the end. I want to be ready. So it's not because, it's still not because I'm saying here, the, the Savior is here to save my soul. It's still selfish. It's still, I'm still trying to repay this debt because I'm coming to the end of, the, end of my life. Right, right. And that, that's, a, that's one of the parts that we really, I really try to emphasize to our young people that it, the world might, the world is enticing by design. The, the world is pleasing to the eye and, and desirable be, by design. Yeah. But if you can just realize the greater prize with living for God, right. if you can just realize how much, how much easier it is to walk with God when you stay committed to him. Right. When, you don't have, when you don't cover yourself in all the filth and sin and nastiness of the world, it's so much easier to praise. It's so much easier to commit to, to serving him when you don't have that baggage to carry around. Right, right. So much lighter. But, all right, so um, when I think about the articles of the tabernacle, let's look at Exodus 40, chapter 40, verse 9 through 11. And thou shalt take the anointed oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is therein, and shalt hollow it and all the vessels thereof, and it shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its vessels, and sanctify the altar, and it shall be an altar most holy. And thou shalt anoint the laver and his foot and sanctify it. Everything used in God's service is holy. Yes. Even the, even the ashes, so much so that even the ashes from the burnt offering had to be taken to a clean place. The ashes were considered somewhat holy. And so I was like, how can, how can that be? How can this, the animal that was sacrificed for the sins of the people be holy? And, you know, because that was, you know, that's failures, that's disappointments. That's, they, were, they were taken to a clean place. Um, and a place that was reserved specifically for the ashes of the sacrifices. And so I looked at a couple, I looked at, um, one way I looked at it was those sins are now a testimony to others. Not that, um, not, not that I enjoy reliving my past or talking about my failures, but if it can prevent someone else from walking down that same path. Right. Or experiencing that same pain then maybe it's my responsibility to share what I've been through. And as I'm sharing, I talk about how God brought me through it. All right, so I'm putting Jesus attached to it. So it does kind of make my sins, it, it, they, they do need to be in a clean place. It does make that testimony, even though we're talking about the testimony that of sin and failure, it is hollowed because God, God is in it. God put at the end of it, God, God blesses the story. But I want to, let's go back a little bit and uh, talk about, talk about the, um, that tabernacle. So when God called Aaron and the Levites, he told Moses to sanctify them so that they will be his. 
so that they would serve him and would be, and he would be their inheritance. Before anyone could enter the tabernacle, they had to, they had to be clean, um, no defects, no blemishes. Um, they had to be washed, and they had to be given through the uh, through the sacrifice. Um, either of the herd, the flocks, the birds, bread, um, and you know there was the burnt offering, the sin offering, the trespass offerings, the main three, uh, total five. But when we look at the we look at we fast forward generations to the comparison of Jesus, First um, Peter one eighteen. It says, um, for as much as ye that were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Next, um, next verse, yes. But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Who barely was ordained before the foundation of the world. And so I was like, before the foundation of the world, just pausing right there. Um, I thought about it's like God created the world, right? Of course, we know that. And as the Father, one day He knew that He would have to save it as well. And all of all of us with children, you, you know, you think about that. We created these these little monsters, and then one day we are going to have to save them. One day we're going to intervene. So it only makes sense that God, as our Father, will have to sacrifice himself to save us one day. Okay, but can continue on. But um, let's see where we but was manifest in these last times for you who by him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Jesus was, is, and will always be the sacrifice for all who repent and turn to him. Like it's timeless. We don't, we don't, no man knows the day, no man, no man knows the hour. So Jesus dying that one time for the sins of the world, it's available to everybody moving forward. Everybody gets, everyone has the same opportunity to be redeemed. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone has the same opportunity for salvation. Right. And then he was raised from the dead to become our forever priest. The Lord was sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. When Jesus died for us and became our, our priest forever, unblemished and holy, everything he does and everything he touches is holy. Yes. Everywhere he is becomes holy. Has anyone been touched by him? Anybody in here been touched by him? Sure. You're holy. Yeah. You are holy. Yeah. When he touched you and when he called you to his service, when you were anointed by his hand, you, you, you were anointed with his name and his blood over your life, it made you holy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because you are not holy, you became a holy vessel that he can use right. in his service. Right. And if you think about the, the Old Testament and, the, um, and what, they, what we read in, the, in Exodus, and you fast forward that, we still have to be redeemed through repentance, anointed with the Holy Spirit, washed the same way that those that that the priests had to do before they could enter the tabernacle. We have them same requirements before we can before we can enter heaven. Right. Right? Right, right? I love I love when you look at the Old Testament, you compare it to the new because the Bible is timeless, the whole thing. Yeah. It's not just about the New Testament. The Old Testament got got relevant and yeah. relevant stories, relevant messages, just like the new. Right. So when we get into um, when we get into the 
the beginning of scripture, making our bodies a, a living sacrifice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some um, do some things that I want to talk about. Some things um, to how would you use our body, Christian anatomy, holy anatomy. First thing is listen with your mind. There's a, you know, there's a difference between hearing and listening. And uh, Johnny and I talked about this. It just depends on how you say it. Our kids hear us say, don't do something. But they don't listen. Right. <laughs> that is the truth. We hear God's calling on, like, on our life, but we don't listen right. all the time. Right. Now, flip that around. We listen to the man of God every service, yeah. but we don't hear it. Right. <laughs> we don't hear it because we, maybe we're not ready. Yeah. In some cases, um, maybe we don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there's ones that oh, he ain't talking to me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm telling you now, if you say he ain't talking to me, he's talking to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting you know. And, and when, as we get into Sunday service, when the church is clapping real loud and you take the chance to go to the bathroom, he's talking to you. Yeah. He's talking to you. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Um, and I'm going to see you. I'm going to like, <laughs> got too hot in here. Y'all know it be cold in here and it get too hot a whole lot of times. <laughs> but um, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, casting down arguments and every hot thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. All right, put every thought to test. The lies that you're, that you're telling yourself, like, Put it, is that true? Is that how God sees it? The, the plans that you have yeah. before you take action, is, is this what God wants? Mm -hmm. No, WWJD. <laughs> Real simple, right? What would Jesus do? Um, and as you know, I was hoping to um, go to Fort Jackson for my next assignment um, now, but instead I'm going to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. But the mentality isn't there was no disappointment. It was just simply, okay, God has something else for me there. God has a need for me at Fort, at Fort Bragg instead of Fort Jackson. It's not my time. Um, and, and, that, and when you have that attitude, it makes it easy to accept changes or something that goes against the, the plan. It's never our plan. It's just God's plan. But um, so in this, in this resiliency course that I took, one of the five competencies is self-regulation. Basically, um, before, before you act, before you go too far with your thoughts, it's talk, your, talk to yourself, talk your way out of it. Like, like all right, let me check myself. Like, is this, is this true? Is this what that person, did that person really mean to offend me? Um, is this situation really about me? So self, just basically just talking yourself off the ledge, right? And it's, it's to stop the negative thinking and the, um, and the um, counterproductive behavior. So when I, take a, when I take a second to check my imagination, like some, some versions of the Bible um, say instead of, instead of um, what was that word, arguments, they use imaginations in some texts. Yeah. Some, uh, they, um, I lean on the word and then I can self-regulate my emotions. What the Bible says, don't hasten to be angry because um, anger rests in the bosom of fools. Like that's, that kind of keeps me in check. Like, hold up. Let's not, yeah. let's not overreact. Right. Let's, let's think about this thing. Right. You know, there's, there are several scriptures that tell you, hold your tongue. You know, think before you speak. Meditate on these things. 
when Jesus said he who has ears to hear, um, let him hear, it sounds like he was talking to everyone. Everyone, right? At the time when he's speaking to the Jews and Gentiles, it makes sense that he was opening the possibility of salvation to everyone. But we also know that, but we also know that everyone's not accepting of his words. They were, um, they were listening to him, but they couldn't hear it. Right. I mean, after all, we, were, they, um, we know there were some, um, the Pharisees and Sadducees, that didn't agree. And, um, and, they, and they couldn't accept that the law of Moses that they had leaned on and prospered under for over 40 generations was being overturned, overruled. It was being overruled by the king. By the, by the true king. The old wineskins couldn't accept the new wine that Jesus was pouring in. Philippians 4.8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue or if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So when you get a, when you get around, get past the negative thoughts, when you when you say, you know what? Yeah, I have I have this past and I have these shortfalls, but I also have a God that has called me and created me a new creature. Right. When you when you think about the things that are good and pure and blessed by God, you can self-regulate. You can you know, you know just you just gotta you just gotta take the time to listen with your mind, yeah. not with your ears. Yeah. Next one, see with your heart, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, or 19, 17 through 19. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. What he has given us and what he has in store for us is simply unexplainable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unimaginable. It's incomparable. Mm-hmm. Some, and most times, indescribable. Like, some, I, sometimes the best word I can say is, you know, we have I, this joy that he's put. But then even, even a lot of times, joy don't seem to really express the, his goodness. Right. Especially when you come through the storm. Especially when you come through it, but when you when you open the eyes of your heart, you realize that He has given us so much hope that we can overcome all these trials um, through our belief in Him. Like this, we He gives us so much hope that we we know without it happening that we have the victory. We already know that the answer is coming, and all we have to do is just continue to be faithful, continue to pray, and continue to wait. I text the ministry group. It's just in in his time, it one day be our turn. Yes. Just to, just wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. Trust that he he has our back. He has it covered. He's going to take care of it. So when you start to see things with your heart, you're you're exercising spiritual discernment, and that discernment can protect you protects you from so much. When someone, when someone at work looks down or out of character, you know, they're not their usual self. Just walk by like, oh, Lord, yeah, having a day. Just stay away from that one. You know, when a, when, when a situation just seems a little off, 
we have to we have to open the doors for God to intervene. We can't we can't turn away. We have to be the conduit between God and between the people that the unsaved people of this world. These people don't they don't even realize they need him. And how will they realize it without us being the conduit between God and them? They don't know God, but we do. We're in that place. We're at that location for a reason. And if we're sitting there, if we're just showing up every day with our mouth shut, our Bible's hidden in the drawers, how do we know? I can't say God put me here for a reason and then hide who I am. At one of my, I'm going to have to read this one because I, I try to be as broad as I possibly can in case they happen to listen to this podcast one day. <laughs> At one of my assignments, there was a series of events that were out of protocol where certain people were being excluded and not receiving the proper recognition they deserve. And as a leader, the first time I recognized it, like I said, it was a series of events. The first time I recognized it, um, I spoke to one person about it. Hey, you, know, you do realize you left this person out. Um, then the second time, I called one of them into my office. I'm like, hey, is everything okay? Are, are you guys doing all right? And then I realized there was a much deeper problem with what was going on. Um, there was a much, the turbulence was, it was more than turbulence at this point, it was a crashing wave coming down on people. And it only worsened at, to the point where now it's just public knowledge throughout the whole building. And the part, the, the sad part, First, it was sad to me because um, a lot of people involved were once considered Christians. And, and then, I got, um, well, uh, then I got mad because as we walked and as the, the events continued, people saw it almost felt like people were blaming God, blaming the Bible. Like, these are, these are Bible believers. These are churchgoers. I'm like, don't put that on my God. This ain't got nothing. My God ain't got nothing to do with what, they, what they're doing. Right. Yeah. But he continues to take the heat. For our actions, and and I think that's um, you know, just he or she's supposed to be a Christian. They are they are believers. They go to church. They don't go to my church. (laughs) They're not associated with me, and and it's just it just gets to the point was like why why is that the go to why like the same people that's saying well they supposed to be Bible leaders why can't it just be if you read the whole book you realize that these trials come. People, people turn away. Right. So, like, it's not God. God gives us the freedom to make our own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, getting off of that subject, um, it's just a matter of I, as God put me in a position to be a leader. And had I not been, had I been hidden about my religion, hidden about my beliefs, I would have never been able to, to, um, to approach them. Because, like, you know I'm coming to you. Shut the door. Let's talk about this. And I'm coming to you with my Bible open because I prayed about it. And I feel like I need to address it. Like, maybe, I don't know if this is the reason God put me in this situation. But that spirit of discernment told me that something was wrong before it blew up. And no matter how much I tried to steer it, maybe, I I don't know, maybe I wasn't um, involved enough. But it was there. And, and, and. When we are, when we are holy, and when because we are holy, and God's speaking through us, He gives us that spirit of discernment when we can see things are out of order. Yeah. We can we can see things going the wrong way. Like 
you ever get on the road and all of a sudden you say, well, you know what, I'm not gonna go that way today. Yeah, I'm gonna go this way. And then you find out later there was an accident yeah. on that road. Right. Whether one that you might have missed, one that would have delayed your day. But that spirit, God protects us when we're not even thinking about it. Like He protects us sometimes when, like, man, I ain't even prayed this morning and God's still looking out for me. Let, 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 me, let me pause right now and give you thanks. <laughs> Fill with your eyes. Matthew 14, 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed them. We, just, we all need to find that compassion for the lost, for the sick, for the homeless. See the needs of this world and realize that you are here to be the difference. You do make a difference. You can make a difference. Show, show people there's a different way. Um, your, your, your testimony needs to be heard. Your, your trials are meant to guide somebody, guard someone through something, around something. Your life can change someone else's path, someone else's circumstance. One of the, one of the, um, one of the best compliments I, re I received at, as I was leaving this, um, the unit that I'm with right now was another young officer came to me and said, I actually wrote in a card, he said, um, you showed me how a Christian officer should be. And because he's a Christian too, and when I first met him, um, we met a couple of years ago while we were out in the field, and, and um, it was at one of the Bible studies that we were doing. And I told him, yeah, um, yes, I'm a Christian, and there's several of us. Uh, you wouldn't know it because, you know, sometimes when you're walking off, you see them put their book, you'll see them reading, and they kind of push it up under the desk when you walk in. Um, but I, I told him, I keep my Bible out on my desk and open. One, because I know that I need to get my daily bread. And two, I want people to know when you enter my office, don't come in here with all that cussing and all that attitude, because um, I'm going to fight back. Yeah. But I'm gonna fight back in a way that that um, it honors God. So, to, for him to write that, um, and so we sat with each other, and um, I, I mentored him a few times, and um, we talked about God as much as we could and His blessings, and um, being open to His Word. And no matter um, he's in a position and a unique position where um, his path is being split between if he can go this way um, and do great things in the civilian sector, or he can continue down this path and be and do good things for the military. But it's like no matter which way you go, you're gonna win. Right. But continue to pray on it to see where God takes you. Because yeah. if God opens both doors for you, then you just blessed. Mm -hmm. And then where no matter which path you take, you continue to look for why this door open. God, what do you want from me in this situation? Why am I here, Lord? Just continue to trust him and let him lead your steps. But, okay, but um, we can't continue to turn a blind eye to the needs of this world. You know, we can't become so, we can't be so holy that we are, we feel like we're above sinners. We're above the homeless. Like, I'm, I'm basking in the ambience of the Lord. It's, the air is so fresh up here. Excuse me. No, I ain't got no change today. That's, that is not who we are. We are to be humble. We are to still be compassionate. We are still to see the needs of this world and, and try to let people know that Jesus is the way. 
that 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 there is a savior that can pull you out of every situation. Yes, amen. You know, it's 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 painful sometimes when you see the things in the news. When you when you um when you see some people in the streets, when you when you see the hate, the judgment, the ridicule, it's the division, and then the carefree life that some people have. Like, y'all really don't care that this thing is coming to an end one day. You, you really gonna say, yeah, my mama used to go to that church, but I don't go. And you say it so boldly. We were, <laughs> we were hanging out with some friends yesterday, and um, we, were, we were dressed up. We was at the, um, the horse races. The um, Carolina Cup. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> we was at the Carolina Cup hanging out with some friends, and and it was our first time. Pretty cool experience. Um, she was telling me about the uh, women wearing wearing the big hats and uh, people getting dressed up, and I'm like, people still do that. <laughs> so it was a, it was interesting to see. So you so when we get out there at first, and you know we're in the car and we're you know I'm watching people, and I got a change of clothes in the back just in case um, we look crazy, and I need to throw on my jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> But, you know, as we drive, I see guys in bow ties and suit jackets and um, vests, things like that. I was like, okay, this is going to be all right. Until you get there and about 12 o'clock hits. And they say, you know, music, the music ain't, like, that music has nothing to do with what we're doing. And people dress, and it just went downhill. And it's like, these people really don't care about their reputation. You know, people are filming and yeah, go, 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 encouraging this nonsense. I'm like, like, see, this why, man, this why I don't like leaving my house. <laughs> but it was a baby, it was us, it was you and I, it was about me and you. <laughs> it was a great day after after the storm. Which is a which is another lesson that I I had started to go another whole way. Like after the storm has passed and the sun finally came out. <laughs> we we weathered the storm together all up, up under the tent like Lord what are we doing here that, that but I'm so I'm working on that one y'all might hear that story a little later after the storm <laughs> we were we were close during the storm like, we were we were supporting each other through the storm <laughs> I was protecting them making sure the tent didn't fall over on her which did happen to some people like that that, that lesson's coming I'm telling y'all <laughs> but but you know when you think about it it's like how can I explain, how can I, how can I express the, the importance of turning another way? I, I don't, how, why do I have to convince you? I don't know. But it's, your situation doesn't change because you're not doing anything to change it. All you're doing is repeating the same behavior and, the, the re, and replicating the same sense. And you, for some reason you think there's going to be a different outcome. That's not how it works. All right. Speak with your hands. James 2, 14 through 18. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to him, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. 
Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. So many examples of, um, in the Bible. If you say, but like, I, I was just thinking about it, like, if you say, I pray for you, like someone tells you the situation that I'm going to pray for you, and then you don't, what does that do for that person? If you proclaim to be one way, and then, but then you act another, what has more power or influence? What you proclaim to be or what you show people you are? Your actions will always speak louder than your words. Your attitude, your demeanor, um, your reactions, your hesitations, all speaks to who you are. And that's all people are going to hear. It's just, you know, it's, I'll pray for you versus can we pray together right now? It might be it might be uncomfortable, it might not always know the words, but sometimes just saying, Can we pray about this right now? Lord, we lean on you. Amen. <laughs> it, you know, you ain't got it ain't gotta be profound. But even something short, quick, um, will will go way further than saying, you know what, I'm gonna pray for you. Because uh, I can tell you that I've talked to people at work and um, like that that situation that I talked about earlier, it's like one thing he did not want to hear somebody else say, I pray for you. Or he didn't want to hear people say, hey, just wait. He didn't want to hear that. So we have to be more than, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you. I'm going to add you to our church prayer list. Like, no, no, no. Let's pray right now for this situation over the phone or right now in the office. Give me a second. Let me look through. Let me look through my Bible right now, because uh, I I know it's in there that, about this situation. I've seen this before. I just don't know the exact verse. Right. Show people that you got you got to show that compassion. Yeah. Right then, we can we can show each other love by serving one another. Right. If I if I lift up my hands to God to say thank you, I do lift up my hands to God to say thank you, to tell Him that I love Him. Like, I'm not ashamed. I trust him. I give it all to him. You know, it's we have to act. It's not about just thinking about it. Like, man, I really meant to fast yesterday. But what what does that what does even now it's like, okay, I'm gonna fast this Wednesday. Just one example. And then you don't. Do you get credit for good intentions all the time? Not all the time. No. And when it, and and your so your, your good intentions like yeah I have I, I intended to give you a hundred dollars but I did well I needed it last week <laughs> people need action people want to see action God requires action from us right. Right. obey with your feet. When Jesus said if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. He was not telling the disciples or us to literally follow him um, to his crucifixion and death. Like, do, would any of the disciples' blood done the same thing that Jesus' blood done? No, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. It's like you are forgiven in the, the name of Peter. You are covered with the blood of John. No, that was all for Jesus. And so when I looked at it, I, I tried to... Uh, compare the scriptures when he said, are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? And then um, when he was talking to, uh, he was talking to all the disciples, but it was, it was in reference to, um, I forgot her name, Zebedee's wife talking about their sons, James and John. 
But then, but then he said, you will indeed drink my cup. And I was like, I got to study that a little bit more. Because when he said you would drink my cup, it was, it's different than when he said, can you drink the cup that I'm about to drink? I know you can probably, you can probably break it all the way down. I know it. I know it. But you think about this, the times when um, people didn't obey at first, you know, when, when he told John to go to Nineveh, when, um, when he sent the, on a positive side, when he sent the disciples out, the um, 12 disciples saying, go out and heal the sick and um, preach the gospel. When, when God told the prophet to, um, he went to Bethel. Um, he, and he told him, don't drink water, don't eat bread, um, don't go back the way in which you came. Right. So, with, I kept wondering with that story, like, why? Um, so the prophet delivered the word, and then he left. Then, he, then the Bible says he, um, he stopped. He paused. He took a break in his, on his way out. And then an old prophet went after him and said, hey, I'm a prophet too, and God told me to bring you back. I was like, was that a was that a false prophet? Yeah, in the Bible, yes, ma'am. The Bible said he lied. It said he lied. Right. Um, and I was like, was it a false prophet or like why did God punish him when another person said God told me I'm a prophet too? God told me to tell you to come on back. Yeah. And so I stuck on that, but then I was like, well, one way that I looked at it is well, he hesitated. So when God told when God tells us to do something. Yeah. Get there. Right. You go do it. Right. Right. You don't you don't stop. You don't break. You you go right. and do what God said to do. Right. And that is that is the only thing that you're concerned about. Right. Like, yes, you're gonna get worried along the way, but at the same time, you gotta get there. Right. God God didn't say go the other way and, and if you get tired, you know, you can take a break. It's all right. Like because he hesitated to execute the, the and fulfill God's right. command. It, it gave it, that provided opportunity for the devil to slip right in yes. and kill them. Come on, come on. Mm, um, yeah, that was that was just. I was like, he hesitated. He let his guard down, and it gave the enemy enough time to reroute him. You know, our our feet are for obviously for walking, jumping, running, and. We walk, jump, and run for as long as we can, but our flesh will fail us. And just like that prophet, you know, he probably took a break because y'all know he's walking and he's walking to the next town or whatever, trying to go back around the way. So the flesh failed him, and it it gave sin the opportunity. It gave the enemy the opportunity to, to catch up and destroy Looking at Ecclesiastes, um, it said, I returned and saw in the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happening to them all. So it's simple. No matter how fast or slow, no matter how short, long, our flesh will fail us. We will get weak, but we serve a God that is our strength. He is our refuge. He will see us all the way through. What are we looking at? Okay, all right. Mm. Breathe. Um, So then the last one is just simply breathe in his spirit. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. You ever ever just 
take the time. And I'm not saying there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing right. It's just one of the times we just breathe in and just be thankful. Yes. You ever just take a breath and praise God in that breath? Yeah. Like, no, good. <laughs> God is so good. Yes. Like, I, I, you know what? Um, I, I joke. I joke with the. We joke with the family between the, um, the brothers and sisters. We have a text. The brothers and sisters: me, Johnny, Eric, Mandy, and our sister Nikki and her husband Jordan. And we we joke about my mom every now and then because she walked through the house, through our house sometimes. She's like, "Help us, Jesus!" <laughs> like, Mama, don't walk through here with your old oh, oh, woe is me prayers. <laughs> like. Mom, like what? What is wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like nothing. I'm just praying. <sighs> Save us, Jesus! Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> and now I hear my daughter. Uh, I hear Annie doing it every now and then. She's like, <sighs> yeah. like why? Why? Why are you doing that? And and now and now, every now and then I do catch myself. I don't do. Help us, Jesus. Yeah. No, but I do take that breath and realize that. The Lord is good. Yes. Regardless, it, there's nothing going on. I mean, nothing. There's no particular reason. It's just one of them times where you just take that breath and realize that he's been so good. In the trials, he's good. In the tri tribulations, he's good. He All the time, God is good. It, it's... It's like just take a moment to be in the presence. Fill fill your lungs with with just that gratitude, that thankfulness, that praise. All right, I'm, all right, I'm wrapping up. Deuteronomy six three through eight. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, and the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by thy way, and when thou, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. We got to praise them with all that we are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will bless the Lord at all times. Yeah. His praise yeah. shall continually be in my mouth. I look for him everywhere. Yeah. I look for him in everything that I do, everywhere I go. But it all starts with the heart. Yeah. On the, on the physical side, the heart pumps blood around the body as the heart beats. The blood sends oxygen and nutrients to all parts of the body and carries away unwanted carbon dioxide and waste products. All right. But on the spiritual side, a clean heart, and we can stand where I'm wrapping up. A clean heart pumps the blood of Jesus all over your life. Yes. That blood sends protection and blessings Amen. all over you Amen. and all over your family. Amen. It gives that blood gives you gives you strength. Amen. And it carries away all those unwanted circumstances. It carries away all those sins. Like I I'm thankful for I'm thankful for my physical heart, but I'm more thankful for my clean heart. Because what what it's doing is just the blood of Jesus flowing all over me, all over my family. And when you when you have 
when you are look, when you are looking with the eyes of your heart and you can see him working when you can see the goodness that he's providing yeah. it that gives you that unexplainable yeah. unimaginable undes- indescribable feeling right. that joy just doesn't seem to capture all the time all right. amen all right I, I told you, I am, I am excited about what God has in store for us today. Yeah, but we have to set the atmosphere. You're going to get, if you don't put anything in, then you can leave here and don't get anything out of it. But if you put just a little bit effort, what he, what he about to pour out today, if you just open up just a little bit, you ain't go, you're not going to be able to contain it. You're not going to be able to explain it. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We invite you into this place. We ask you to fill this house with your presence, Lord Jesus. Continue to clean our, clean our hearts, Lord Jesus. Continue to anoint our bodies so that our whole being is dedicated to you. Continue to help us separate ourselves to be holy so that we can be used by you, so that we can be touched by you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I ask you to bless the remainder of this service. Your precious name we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part 